Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the prayers of the saints as we pick up in Revelation chapter 8, verse 4. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Now, as we're getting ready to see these judgments, the prayers that those saints had offered for vengeance upon those who had slain them. I often pray, Lord, how long before you clean up this mess? You know, the corruption that is in the world, the corrupt people that are in the world, the corrupted morals. And and when men kidnap a little girl, three, four years old, abuse them, and then kill them. I say, God, how long before you take vengeance on them? Bring judgment on them. I mean, I, I really get excited over these things, and I really pray, Lord, how long are you going to let this go on, this corruption and all go on? The day is coming. God will judge the earth. Man will not get by with his iniquity. And so the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar before the throne and the smoke of the incense which came in with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer He filled it with fire from the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. And so we see a spectacular display of of lightning, thunderings, and an earthquake that precede then the sounding of the seven trumpets. And the first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth, and a third part of the trees were burnt up, and all of the green grass was burnt up. There is in our solar system an asteroid belt that does create great concern to many of the scientists and astronomers. Outside of Tucson, Arizona, they have established the Kitt Telescope. In fact, it's quite a group of telescopes out there on Kitt Mountain. And one of the main Objects of research is that of charting and plotting and searching for asteroids that do prevent, I mean, that do present a real threat to the Earth. There are some 2,000 asteroids that have already been identified whose orbits can ultimately bring them into a collision course with the earth. 
there are another 2,000 with the possibility of their orbits bringing them into contact with the Earth. The scientists are actually discussing preventative measures that might be taken. Should we discover one of these trajectories of the asteroids to be an immediate threat to send a somehow a space shuttle out there to try to somehow redirect the asteroid away from a collision with the Earth because an asteroid of one kilometer impacting the Earth would do more physical damage than an all-out nuclear warfare. The only thing it would not have would be the radiation after effects. We know that the Earth has shifted from its polar axis. We know that the northern area of the North Pole, up in those areas, the Arctic Circle, was not always an Arctic Circle. It was not always a frozen waste. It was not always covered with ice. For there in the ice they have found mastodons perfectly preserved, frozen. They're in the ice with tropical vegetation in their digestive tracts. It is believed by many scientists that the shift of the polar axis could have taken place as the result of an asteroid impacting the Earth. They believe that the crater there in Arizona outside of Winslow that is three miles in diameter, 522 feet deep, that this crater was formed perhaps by an impact of an asteroid. And that that was large enough if the impact came at the right direction, coming in at the right direction, could have jerked the earth. In other words, you know, you, you take and here's a ball that's spinning and suddenly you hit that ball with tremendous force. You can stop the spin of the ball or you can cause the ball to flip over. So an asteroid hitting the earth would cause it to flip and suddenly these mastodons who were living 1,600 miles away from all of this polar Arctic ice, the earth gets jerked in just a moment's time, 1,600 miles, and suddenly this tropical area is under this cold air mass of the pole, and immediately they are frozen in this 50, 80 below zero kind of flash freeze as suddenly they're under this mass of Arctic air. And they believe that that is perhaps the cause of the mastodons being found there, the polar shift taking place instantly from some perhaps impact of an asteroid. Now, they have talked about 
disintegrating an asteroid with an atom bomb. If, if we see one that's you know, going to impact to go out there. But then they've talked about the problem. If they blow the thing apart, then you're going to have several asteroids impacting. And that would not be, you know, you'd only compound your problem. But they are actually studying methods by which they can deter the asteroid from its orbit that would impact the Earth. It is a tremendous concern of the scientists, and we are spending millions of dollars in research and study to protect the Earth from this kind of a danger that does exist. The chances of an asteroid impacting the Earth are three in a million. So, you know, say not much of a chance. But yet, it is there. It does exist. They have impacted before. We believe, or the scientists believe, that in 1906, that great cataclysmic catastrophe in Siberia flattened huge trees, laid them over like toothpicks for several hundred miles. They believed that that was perhaps a, an asteroid impact. And so it, it is a thing that is a, a threat and a concern. Now, it could be that in studying these phenomena that are taking place in these trumpet judgments, these things could take place as the result of asteroid impacts. You see, the last asteroid that came close to impacting to the Earth was back in 1937. We almost had a calamity then. The asteroid came within 500,000 miles of the Earth. And, of course, we were monitoring the thing, and we didn't know. At that time, we weren't able, with computers, to plot the trajectory enough to know whether or not it was going to impact. But a lot of people thought it was going to impact back in 1937. That was the last close encounter that we had with an asteroid of any, of any size. Of course, we find meteorites, you know, 1,800 per second coming into our atmosphere somewhere around the Earth. I mean, that's quite common. Now, we find Jesus saying that the, the stars of heaven are going to fall like a fig tree casting forth its untimely fruit. In other words, some of these shower, meteorite showers that we've seen are nothing to be compared with what's going to happen during the Great Tribulation period. And some of these things that are transpiring do sound like, perhaps, impact with asteroids and the effect that it would have. So the first angel sounded, followed a hail and fire mingled with blood, cast upon the earth. Now remember, the earth has gone through a period of three and a half years drought. So all of the trees are very dry and all, and with this fiery shower hitting the earth, the trees... And the, the dry grasses and all will be like tinder. A third part of them will go up in smoke. The second angel sounded, 
And it was like a great mountain. And this now does sound like an asteroid indeed. A great mountain burning with fire falling in the sea. Fortunate. Had it impacted on the land surface, probably would have created another polar axis shift. But this great mountain of fire, huge meteorite or asteroid, falling into the sea. And a third part of the sea became blood, probably the explosion of the thing, the disintegration into dust, coloring the sea, turning it a blood red, like a red tide that we often see. And the result of it would be, as the red tide, the, the killing off of the fish. And so a third part of the creatures which are in the sea that had life died. And a third part of the ships were destroyed. The ships were probably destroyed by a tidal wave that would be created by uh, such an impact. And so if you had your, and it probably, the sea probably being the Mediterranean Sea, so if you had your yacht parked uh, or docked uh, in the Mediterranean somewhere, you'd probably lose the thing. A third part of them will be uh, destroyed by this second trumpet judgment. The third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as a lamp, and it fell upon a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is Wormwood. It is a, the word is also translated hemlock. It's a bitter, poisonous substance. And a third part of the waters became wormwood or poisonous, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter, poisonous, as the result of this third star, or the star falling from heaven, the third trumpet. Now the fourth angel sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten, and a third part of the moon, and a third part of the stars so as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it and the night likewise. So it is quite possible that in this, if it is indeed a meteorite shower and when these meteorites come into our atmosphere and disintegrate, they turn into dust. And it could be that a tremendously heavy shower could create so much dust in our atmosphere that would actually begin to filter out the light of the sun. Even as when Mount St. Helens erupted and it became dark at noon in several of the cities in Washington around Mount St. Helens as that thing disintegrated into dust and, and uh, really darkened the skies. So a, a heavy kind of a meteorite shower is, is you know, if, if it's like a fig tree dropping its figs in a, in a, in a wind, just a, this heavy shower of meteorites around the earth, disintegrating into dust could very well shade the sun for a time by all of the debris in the atmosphere. And so the sun shone but for a third part, and the moon, of course, which of is just a reflection of the sun and the stars. And I beheld and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe 
to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet and of the three angels which are yet to sound. Now this word angel here is not the same word that we've been dealing with, angelos, which is messenger, but aetos, which is also translated eagle. And in some of your translations, you'll find eagle. The eagle flying through the midst of heaven. But you remember that the cherubim, one of the faces was that of an eagle. So this could be both an angel and an eagle or one of the cherubim. Certainly it's not an eagle as we know an eagle. They're not able to speak. This one flies through the heavens and warns all of the inhabitants of the earth. So it's a orbiting the earth, no doubt, saying, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by the reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. In other words, you haven't seen anything yet. Four angels have sounded, and we've had some pretty cataclysmic effects, but hey, what's to come is even worse. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. By the, now, I, I had a parrot once that I trained to say, woe, woe, woe. <laughs> you know, George would, when people would come into the office, I kept him in the office here for a long time until my secretary got tired of him and gave him away <laughs> when I was gone on vacation. And I came home and there was no George, but he'd say, whoa, 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 sinners, you know. <laughs> he was a nice bird. The fifth angel sounded. And I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And it is interesting how that a great mountain of fire burning, a star falling, a star falling, and these are like fallen stars, or, and that's why I relate them to perhaps asteroids or meteorites. I could be completely wrong, but uh, you do have, in other words, there are a lot of people who like to sort of speculate and in observed and knowable phenomena. These are not unreasonable. We know of phenomena that could create such things, such as impacting with asteroids or meteorites or, or whatever. So the fifth angel sounded and I saw a star fallen from heaven unto the earth, or a fallen star. And to him was given the key of the abus, the abyss, the abuso in Greek, the abyss, translated bottomless pit. Now, the, the translation bottomless pit is a correct translation of this word abuso. And it is a probably right in the heart or the center of the earth. Because right in the center of the earth, you would be constantly falling. There'd be no end to the fall. You see, because as the earth is rotating, you'd be constantly in a state of, of falling. Bottomless pit then. Because there would be, you'd never get to the bottom of the thing. You'd be in the middle as it's always turning around you. So you're continually falling, but you're, you're right there in the heart of it. 
We do know that Hades is in the heart of the earth. And so this is probably one of the compartments of Hades. This particular compartment is where God incarcerates demonic spirits. It's where the Antichrist has been incarcerated. It is where Satan shall be incarcerated for a thousand years. It is where demons are presently incarcerated but are going to be released upon the earth during this period of time. It is a place where the demons will later on be incarcerated when Jesus came to Gadara and there was that man who was filled with devils, demons, and Jesus said, what is your name? And they said, Legion, because there were many. And they said, don't send us to the abuso, to the pit before our time. Let us be free for a while longer. Now they knew that their time was coming when they were be, would be consigned to the abuso, the place, a compartment in Hades, as there is another compartment called Tartarus, a compartment in Hades. This one for fallen angels or fallen spirits. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Revelation on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Revelation 8-9 through 9 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord watch over your lives and keep you in His love. May you abound in the love of Jesus Christ. May there just be that rich flowing forth in and from your life as God works in you his perfect work of love and grace. May God grant that you have just a special week of enjoying the goodness and the fullness of God and his love in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Through the course of the years, you, our radio listeners, have provided us with valuable feedback as to what has impacted you the most, or what has moved you spiritually in your walk with God. 
So it's with great pleasure that the word for today is pleased to offer you a collection of all-time favorites entitled Pastor Chuck Smith's Most Requested Bible Studies. These messages were selected from thousands of studies that were recorded live at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa over the past 40 years. They represent the very best Bible studies by Pastor Chuck Smith. Every message is dynamic and filled with rich insights as Pastor Chuck expounds upon relevant issues on a variety of topics related to the Christian faith. This series will strengthen and inspire you to diligently study the Word of God and apply it to your life. You can order a copy of Pastor Chuck's most requested Bible studies available on MP3 by calling the Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org. 